Time to express yourself. Where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. The advance of technology is based on making it fit in so that you don't really even notice it. So it's a part of everyday life. By Bill Gates. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits for today's show. Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported Be The Star You Are over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit us at www.btsya.com. www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself whenever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Hannah, and I have the pleasure to have Shariana as my co-host today. Today's show is about the metaverse. For our first segment, Nihal and will be discussing his thoughts on the future of the metaverse. In the second segment, Hannah and I will be having an in-depth discussion on the metaverse and its relation with writing. For our third segment, Kevin Chu will be providing insight on how AI can affect the metaverse and its many users. Hi everyone, it's Nahal Gill, and I'm here to talk about the metaverse. So the metaverse represents a combinatorial innovation. It requires different types of technologies and it uses different trends to function. So some, you know, contributing tech capabilities that are into the, that contribute to the metaverse include augmented reality, flexible work styles, head-mounted displays, AR clouds, just things called the Internet of Things, 5G, AI, artificial intelligence, and spatial technologies. And since the metaverse is brand new, but so many companies already hopped on board of this new virtual reality. They envision some sort of new digital economy where you know people that are using the metaverse can buy and sell goods, but through virtual reality. And it kind of creates this different type of economy. And we kind of see that happening today with NFTs and you know the new types of cryptocurrencies that are coming out that people are using these online pictures or drawings that they made and selling it for high prices and it's becoming part of the trade market and there's new different types of cryptocurrency and movies are 
already, you know, using the metaverse, such as Ready Player One, where there is a whole virtual world that is created for people to play games, do missions, and meet other people in a virtual reality. And products such as Oculus Rift, created by Facebook, have been created for these reasons, and they allow people to enter a virtual world and play any game that they like. It can be car racing games, shooting games, mystery games, um, any horror games they want to play. It allows people to put this headset over their eyes and over their ears and then being immersed into this virtual reality is as if they're in that reality themselves. And the metaverse now is in increasing the affordability of wide range of experiences and products. It's giving people in poor and middle classes access to luxuries that only the wealthy people are able to afford. People such as Mark Zuckerberg are helping make that possible. They're the ones that are helping, you know, bring the metaverse into light and improving on it every single day. And just like the internet has given, you know, the human population access to vast libraries of knowledge and entertainment, the metaverse will, you know, expand on that. It will allow most of humanity virtually experience, you know, world travel, high quality of interaction with family members that are stuck in distant countries and so on. It'll allow people to talk to their family members that live miles and miles away as if they are sitting with each other face to face. And the metaverse also introduces new possibilities that don't exist at all right now. Every, right now, nobody can have a high quality virtual experience of traveling to a different solar system or center of the earth or past eras of human civilization. But after more years of rapid VR development, most of you many may have access to these experiences. They may be able to, you know, envision what life was like thousands of years ago through virtual reality instead of just seeing pictures online. And experts say that the next big tech frontier is the metaverse. And it can change the way people work. The metaverse can be an excellent space for virtual conferences and job trainings. It can be, I guess, an expanded and improved on way for people to connect to each other. You know, Zoom throughout the pandemic was a way people were able to connect to each other, whether if they live far away or just, you know, because they didn't want to spread COVID. But the metaverse can do that now in a better way. It can create a more immersive experience for people connecting to each other through online technology. And a virtual reality game developer said that it's also a boon for content creators looking to develop their creative side hustles. Wow, that was really informative, but, and I've learned a lot more about the metaverse than I used to know, but I have a question. Can the metaverse help teenagers socialize? Yeah, it actually can. So the metaverse is, right now it's kind of new, but the metaverse basically is virtual reality. And, you know, it's connected to all these online servers. So teenagers, really anybody that owns a VR headset, they can connect and socialize with people um, from the comfort of their own home. It can be their friends, or if they want to meet new people playing a game, they can do that also. And it's a great way for teenagers, you know, to help them socialize with other people. Although any, anything comes with risks, it's always great to say to say, stay safe online. But the metaverse, you know, if you are staying safe and you are watching how much you're spending the time in VR, it's a great way for teenagers to socialize and meet other people through the metaverse. Yeah, that's so interesting. You were talking about like internet safety in lieu of all of the positive aspects you just listed. But I have another question. 
Do you think there are any um, prevalent negative effects of the metaverse? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously with anything, there's mostly something that's negative going to come out of it. And with the metaverse, you know, it's new. And the biggest thing the metaverse has is that it's very addicting. Like virtual reality, it's really cool and it's really fascinating being in this different reality, being immersed in this reality, being immersed into a video game that you're playing as if you are the character instead of sitting by a computer screen and controlling the character, you are the character. And it can be very addicting and people can lose track of time. But, you know, as long as people limit themselves on the metaverse and, you know, they want to, they want to just make sure that, you know, they aren't spending unhealthy amounts of time on it, it can be a great way for people to, you know, have some fun. And along with the metaverse, it's a great way to, you know, meet other people and play games. But along with that, you also want to stay safe. Even with social media these, these days, you want to stay safe. You don't want to, you know, talk to random people or anybody that seems suspicious. You just want to, you know, make sure that you aren't giving your personal information to others. And the metaverse is a fun, you know, virtual reality where people can play games, meet others, you know, just have some fun. But when using VR, you just want to make sure that you're listening to your body. You know, if you need some rest, take that rest. You know, if you need to use a bathroom, use a restroom. You don't want to, you know, stay on the metaverse or on in virtual reality for unhealthy amounts of time where, you know, you start to feel the effects on your body. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so do you have any more opinions on how the metaverse is being used today? Yeah, so although the metaverse is really new right now, you know, VR has been out for a really long time, but that's only been you know, you can connect it to your computer and play games. Um, but the metaverse is you connect to these online servers and you can do different things, like I said before, not only just play games, you can, you know, sell products online, you can buy products online, and people are starting to use it for more work experience now. But the metaverse, you know, is being used in today's time. And it's always being approved on just to make sure, you know, everybody's personal information on this confidential. They're trying to also improve the experience for people. The metaverse is very new to the world, so there's always improvements, you know, to make sure that it's benefiting the people and, you know, not hurting the people. But as time goes on, it may be 10 to 15 years or even 5 to 10 years, the metaverse will become part of most people's lives, you know, whether it's doing something for work, whether it's, you know, just having fun, you know, on your downtime and playing video games. It's going to become part of people's lives because it, it's going to have a big impact and it's going to ha hopefully have a very big beneficial impact. Wow, that's really, really interesting. Um, do you have any idea of how the metaverse can be incorporated in people's like workplace or how they do their daily lives? Like can ex some examples? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I kind of said it before too. Like with Zoom, you know, there was Zoom meetings that people did for work and some people still do it if they work from home. But the metaverse, you know, it allows people to be in a conference room with others and talk to them as if they're sitting all together. So, for example, let's say, you know, you have a work, someone has a work meeting and their boss is in a different state. You're in a different state. All the people are spread in a different state. They'll go, you know, put their virtual reality headset on. They'll go into this uh, metaverse and they'll be it'll be look like they're sitting in a conference room and they're all sitting with each other and you know it'll be more of an immersive experience they'll feel like they're actually there with each other and you know 
like with Zoom, you know, they're just not going to just be sitting behind a computer screen. It's going to be more immersive and helpful. And the metaverse is kind of being used in daily lives right now uh, with playing video games. It's not, you know, developed enough where it's extremely uh, affordable to everyone. Like the VR headsets do cost a lot of money. But it is, you know, people use it to play video games and sometimes people are using it to sell um, NFTs. But I think that, you know, as time goes on, the metaverse will become even more incorporated in everyone's lives. And it'll also, you know, become more affordable to people, too. Fascinating. Um, And unfortunately, we're out of time. That's it for this segment. And everyone, make sure you stay tuned for our next segment, where Shadiana and I will share our thoughts and discuss the metaverse. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at the rate gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at the rate gmail.com. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.btsya.com. You can get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity. Buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for a free newsletter, and make a donation to Be The Star You Are. Thank you for listening. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you are.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. In this segment, Shariana will be providing her insight on the metaverse, and her and I will be asking each other and answering some common questions about the metaverse. Hello, it's Sharanya, and I'm back with my segment, The Scribble, which is all about the power and essence of literature. Now, today's topic isn't exactly very related to literature, or so you might think. The metaverse, when I first think about the word, I think about the upcoming invention that took the world by storm. 
But as I like to think, books have thought about concepts way before we think about them. I really enjoy reading dystopian books, especially tech-based dystopian books. As much as I love realistic fiction, there's something that hooks you in when reading dystopian books. I'd have to say something I really enjoy doing is imagining myself in these dystopian worlds. Well, enough rambling on and on about my calling for dystopian books. I'm going to be giving you guys a few tips on how to write a dystopian short story or anything dystopian, to be honest. Later on, if we have time, I'll also be spewing out a few of my absolute favorites for books that are based around the concept of the metaverse. Now, on to the real task. Dystopian can be tricky. It takes a lot of planning because you're delving deep down into a world where you have no experience and almost everything is sprouted from your imagination. One thing you can definitely do is get started. And you might do so by making main character profiles, which include the protagonist, Deuterogonist, I can never pronounce this word, Deuterogonist, which are the second most, um, needed characters and the tritagonist, but that's only at times where you absolutely need them. I recommend only making a character profile of the third most important character if they lead up to an impactful situation in the piece you're writing. These character profiles don't have to look like you've been stalking them for multiple years. For example, let me name my protagonist, Bob the Third. I write common answers to the queries that the reader might ask like their age, where they live, who do they commonly meet up with, but I'm definitely not going to dedicate an entire page to which pacifiers they used as a baby. And I'm not going to include that because it would have no relevance to the story I'm thinking about. Now, if pacifiers play a significant role in your story, I mean, go ahead, who am I to stop you? These character profiles are one of those times less is more. Enough time on step one. The next step of planning and the final step is world building. Dystopian is something the reader hasn't experienced, so they need to be lived, they need to live there or be pulled into the world with the details. Unlike the character profiles, more is more here. The more details, the more likely the reader will be able to engage themselves with the setting. Adding in something that most humans have probably done, like go to school. Spell work, add something that is relatable in your fantasy world. Dystopian will only be good if you make it a unique topic, yet make it relatable. Relating to the reader is the first and foremost rule here. Using these two planning techniques, you can get anywhere you want with your story. Also, something I recommend for dystopian literature is make a storyboard. Sometimes you can get lost in your own story, and that is even more sad than a reader getting lost. So since dystopian literature has been on my mind, I've written a poem inspired by dystopian literature. It takes on a cynical spin to sometimes the more positive future. It's called Happiness in the Future. I live in a world people used to just think about where robots replace most human activities, where everything is at the touch of a button, yet happiness is in plenty. 
the many calculations spreading through a scientist's mind like a plague set off a plague which stagnated the once curious and searching minds. The world that we once imagined would cure sadness, no more hardships for anything. The world now lacks the one thing that provided light and helped the world advance, yet we have hit a plateau where happiness seems far away and the only thing we have is materialistic ideals that can be met. Happiness wasn't equivalent to a lack of hardships since the poorest pe person could be happy and the richest could be the saddest. Happiness was surrounded by hopes of improving, which the world seems to be lacking now. No more things to develop, since they've all taken control. The only thing we have is this cyber life to hold. Wow, that was beautiful. That was great. Um, I really liked what you said about um, everything with dystopian and the metaverse. Um, so as you said before, what are some of your top recommendation for dystopian or metaverse-inspired novels? I have a lot of recommendations if we're simply focusing on dystopian novels in general. So I'm going to focus more on metaverse. My first book is Neuromancer by William Gibson. It was written in 1984, and its use of the cyberspace was quite synonymous to today's use of the metaverse. And I think of it as the definition to tech-based fiction. And the second book is a favorite of mine because it's about poets or a band of poets. Um, it's called Lexicon by Max Berry and it is so engaging. And my last but definitely not least recommendation is probably the most po uh, popular one here, Ready Player One, which I think Nihal um, talked about previously. And it's a very famous book by Ernest Cline, and it's so fun to read. And he has sequels like Ready Player Two, Armada, and so many more, which are just focused on the metaverse itself. Wow, that's very, very interesting. Um, but if we go more into depth into fantasy worlds related to the metaverse and dystopian novels, what do you think are absolutely necessary while creating a world? First things first, think of the world you live in. What do you absolutely need to remember? Where you live, um, you need to add that in the fantasy world. You So households or even habitats, you don't know what species your main character is. So the key is to recollect um, what you find necessary every day. Mm -hmm. There are many, many dystopian novels, but I have one question. Do you think dystopian is very is hard to write? I don't want to scare people off from writing them, but I think it isn't hard. You just have to use your imagination, which for many people, they have a lot of it, but they just didn't knock into that part of their brain yet. The best way to be able to write is just read many dystopian books and understand that author's process and you'll do just fine. Wow, that's really, really interesting. I didn't know that. Um, and now let's have a little discussion on the metaverse. So first off, what are your thoughts on the metaverse? Virtual reality has been a popular form of entertainment with platforms such as VR chat and Second Life utilizing this new virtual world composed solely of virtual items and characters. Now, however, Mark Zuckerberg has created a virtual reality that he claims to be integral to our society's future. Do you think that these claims are really true? 
I honestly do. I'm no expert at technology, but it seems like everything is automated these days. I grew up playing virtual worlds. I was actually quite obsessed with them, but I think there'll always be a craving for real human interaction. So even with second worlds and virtual reality people, we'll still want to talk to each other. Maybe that's just me being hopeful. Zuckerberg and all the other Famous tech people have really changed the way our world operates, but I hope the fundamentals will still stay the same. I totally agree. The metaverse could totally change the social norms that we have today. In what ways, specifically, however, do you think that the metaverse could negatively affect future generations in regards to being dependent on technology? Uh, like you said, many crave for human interaction and turn to the internet to find friends and the like. Which is totally fine. Good friendships can originate any, anywhere and everywhere. But do you think that being totally virtual can affect real-world interactions? Uh, if someone's whole life or world revolved around the metaverse, or even a virtual platform, they could grow uninterested or even nervous with interaction in the real world. I definitely think this, the metaverse can have this effect, I guess. Um, I was thinking more about our generation. Um, I feel like there's still a semblance of real world interaction, but any child being born now will never know life without social media or even the metaverse. I think schools and parents have to make sure that children have a appropriate balance. We're already reeling from the effects of the pandemic where we were all isolated and only talked on social media. Now that things have opened up personally, I've been reminded about how nice it was to talk to other people in person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The quarantine was really indicative of what the metaverse could possibly be. Uh, another thing that was shocking to me was that in the metaverse, an online user can connect their avatar to all of their real world digital assets like cryptocurrency and NFTs to purchase real items in this virtual world. It, it blows my mind because the metaverse is selling different plots of virtual lands and spaces in this fake world for real life money, which means that these people legitimately own these plots of land that they would like similar as they would to a house. Users can sell land for profit, rent it, build shops, and even host social events. I think this is just another level of virtual and real world integration. But do you think that this new emphasis on financial fin finances in the online world could lead to fraud or even legal disputes over this land or property jurisdiction? I think that is going to be the future, honestly. Digital currency seems to have reached a new peak. It's astounding how the real estate industry will be changed, and I'm pretty sure there probably have been legal disputes over land. It's no surprise, and this is all murky water since it's relatively new. I know that NFTs are not the best for the environment either. It'll be interesting to see where everything goes. Yeah, for sure. It will be very interesting. And... I don't know if you heard, but recently, Facebook has been sued and under a lot of fire for misleading users and failing to protect their data in the run-up to the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Personally, the metaverse sounds great in theory, but there are many socioeconomic and ethical concerns related to it, such as false identities, identity theft, 
non-inclusivity with racial and class representation, bullying, and even online sexual harassment. These are very viable and probable actions to occur in the metaverse, since it is only in its beginning stages without much supervision or strict rules. The metaverse, with these financial tools and uses in the real world, promotes only the social elite and shuns out anyone who cannot afford to participate in the platform with this new financial option of NFTs. What are your thoughts on that? I think safety was always a big problem on the internet because um, you don't see who's sitting behind that screen. You you don't know what to think about them. You just see these words that could be fake and you don't know what can happen because there's this shroud you're living under where you're uncertain about the other person. But I think we give into that and that actually causes all these um really bad stuff like racism bullying and many different types of harassment in online and i think if the metaverse turns out to be a global addiction which i think it'll probably happen one thing we need to make sure is that everyone is secure and safe in this place where we don't know who the other people are Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I feel like we are both in the same generation, but our ages are vastly different because you're a lot younger than me. So do you think that the younger people, like, say, ages, maybe just going into middle school, like you are, do you think that they might get more of an addiction than the later, like maybe in high school or college, college individuals? Do you think that young children are more susceptible to getting addicted to this platform? Definitely, because I think um, when you're like around the tween stage or the early teen stage, you just want to get as much friends as you can because somehow you don't care if they're like fake friends or they're just normal friends or you don't care about the quality of the friendship. You just want quantity. And I think this is what the metaverse keeps on proposing, that we can give you more friends, but we won't be sure that all of the friends will be real people. And this can actually be harmful later on in life for many teens who who will be unsure of who to trust later on and it will damage real life relationships. Yeah, that's totally right. I remember when I was in middle school, we didn't have the metaverse. We didn't even have like Oculus or virtual reality. We only had like texting. And even then that sort of sentiment was still prevalent in every interaction. So, I think that it's, it is going to a next level with virtual and reality integration. And on this podcast, we frequently, like always, we discuss the idea of internet safety when browsing anything on the internet. For the children who are now being exposed to this unsupervised virtual world, do you, like from experience, do you have any tips on how to stay safe as a young child? I think the main thing is that having friends is nice, but... You should first, like, the younger you are, the more you should have, in like, real-life friends other than online friends because you don't know what can happen. Um, and I'm not saying that all people searching for online friendships are bad people. I'm just saying that there are, there is a percentage of them, 
and we can't ignore that percentage and we need to first secure young kids because they're the most susceptible to getting fooled by um, tricks that these hackers might play. No, yeah, exactly. That's really a huge problem. And I was looking at the metaverse, like their requirements to even get in. Um, and while you need, do need financial, you do need like a bank to get in. Users only need to be like 13 to sign up for these social platforms. And even then, they don't have any regulations to check it. Um, do you think that this is a problem? Well, um, since the metaverse isn't fully out yet, one thing I can say is about social medias like Instagram, TikTok, and many others. And I personally many friends who aren't in the 13 plus age limit, yet they still hold this and um, hold these accounts and they post on them regularly. And then you can see that um, they're all 13, they're under 13. So there's no way an admin can check every single user. So I think it's more about us making aware the detrimental factors of social media and the metaverse to younger users because then they can realize that not everything depends on social media and you can have the same amount of fun you have um, online in real life. You just have to find the right people. Yeah, that's a really good point. And well, this that's it for this segment. Um, I hope you learned a lot. Make sure you turn, stay tuned for our next segment where Kevin Chu will talk about AI and its relation to the metaverse. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Express Yourself radio show. 
Here, we have Kevin Chu with his segment on AI and the metaverse. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Chu, a B2S UR reporter. My segment is AI and Us, which talks about how AI can and does affect our lives. Today, I will discuss how AI is an integral and irreplaceable part of the metaverse. While I did just say the metaverse, there are really two types of metaverses, one without a capital M and the one with a capital M. So, Differences that the one without a capital M is a general term and is used to find anything that counts as a virtual reality space, which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. Metaverse with a capital M is the name of the metaverse being created and developed by Facebook, or Meta, as its name has been changed. While Meta's metaverse isn't the first metaverse to be made, the metaverses that have already been made, like VR chat, are fairly rudimentary. A clunky movement, somewhat limited activities, and are certainly not what you would call very lifelike. Of course, that is not to say they're not impressive or boring. In fact, they're quite advanced. While the graphics or mechanics might not be of the highest quality, ultimately, it achieves the objective of a metaverse, connecting people through a virtual platform. However, Meta's metaverse wants to achieve that and beyond by making the experience more realistic, smooth, and lifelike. AI will play a massive role in Meta's, in Meta's metaverse, as well as other ones, or rather, a multitude of massive ones. One of these roles will most likely be automatic language, automatic language translation, a very necessary portion of inter international communication. After all, if languages aren't automatically sort of translated, people in the metaverse will end up just gathering on servers in areas for people of their own nationalities. Of course, while that isn't something necessarily something terrible, it's a waste of what could truly be achieved through a fresh new virtual world, where physical distance and barriers are inconsequential and meaningless. After all, the metaverse is meant to be a place of unparalleled social connecting and bonding. In my opinion, at the very least, the metaverse should be somewhat different from and more convenient than reality, as well as more novel experience than the usual physical laws or limitations are going to be non-existent there, aside from natural laws protecting human rights. One of those usual limitations is lingual differences, which can be removed or at least mitigated to the point of understanding through AI, as I mentioned before. Fairly accurate translation of digital different languages through use of AI is already thinking with Google Translate. Most automatic, automatic translators like Google Translate are not exactly perfect, as any of you have ever taken a foreign language class probably know. It's quite reliable in conveying the general gist of what's trying to be conveyed. In fact, the AI used in tra automatic translators isn't incredible or incredibly or excessively complicated. Quite simple, actually. This requires a lot of transcripts and documents to cross-reference what a word or phrase means in another language. While the automatic translation of language won't automatic translation of languages won't completely overcome cultural differences in the metaverse, and people will inevitably, inevitably gravitate towards those similar to them, it opens up the path to global communication and truly makes use of the lack of limitations of physical distances in VR. Another way AI will become a massive part of the metaverse is through assisting those with disabilities so that they can live without them, at least in the metaverse. For example, as someone with extreme nearsighted myself, at least until I received visual assistance in the form of night lenses, it was fairly inconvenient to just exist. Even if sat in front of class, written lessons shown on a projection or whiteboard required a fair bit of guesswork for me to understand. If I wanted to read a bit of writing or something even a short distance away, just out of curiosity, after I would have to walk over there and squint hard to see it. Picturesque views when going on family trips were lost on me, and I had to lean over my computer or paper whenever I worked. It was generally depressing. But at least I could use glasses, lenses, and glasses to get rid of that with it only being the slightest bit inconvenient. However, for people with genuine physical disabilities like glaucoma, they have no choice but to live with that kind of experience or worse. 
however, with the help of AI, Metaverse can edit the visual input the user receives to mitigate or even get rid of any effects that visual disabilities would usually have within the Metaverse. Even I, who had just had nearsightedness that only really affected my life for a year at most, was jubilant at how clearly I could see everything after getting night lenses. For someone that's had to put up with the visual ability for decades, or maybe even their entire lifetime, I can only imagine how overwhelming having normal vision would be. Same for those with other types of disabilities. There are many types of ailments and maladies that can't be treated in the modern age that significantly affect people's lives, significantly affect people's lives and prevent them from living their lives to fullest. But they are in the metaverse, however, missing parts of their lives can be given back to them, at least in some way. Another way the metaverse, another way AI will help heavily influence the metaverse is through its creation of the metaverse's digital avatars. Creation of digital avatars through AI, albeit on VR, has already been used years ago in a fairly popular console, the Wii U. With the Wii U, you can take a photo of your face and the console will automatically generate a me, a me face based off of the photo taken. Of course, some of the console's results were certainly strange, but I'm sure that will be remedied in the metaverse version of it. Hopefully. Uh, what I meant to say around convey is that through AI, metaversers can create a realistic avatar of themselves in the metaverse. In addition, the movements and interactions of digital avatars and other objects will also be done through AI, although that's not just the domain of metaverses. All metaverses use AI to do that. Through the AI, the movements of the metaverse are recorded and translated into movements of the digital avatar. Which I'm going to make reference with other objects, ob other objects to see how said objects will either hinder the avatar's movements or how they be moved. Actually, that's made me wonder about that in the future, if the metaverse is able to make you feel physical stimuli, what would it feel like if you walked into a wall in the metaverse, but there was still space in front of you in reality? How they react to that? They just feel like you're spattered across a wall while walking? Of course, if and when VR is able to rec recreate physical stimuli, having the VR avatar move while the real body stays perfectly still probably be somewhat near completion or already implemented. So, climb jumps like I just mentioned do make you wonder. Moving on, AI will also be used to perform digital virtual deals through the blockchain. It can be used to ensure sharp, smart contracts run properly, transactions are properly recorded in decentralized ledgers, and other miscellaneous services associated with any virtual monetary arrangements. To put it into perspective, I'll give you an example. Considering how fast gas prices are rising currently, let's say that you're buying gas for $7 a gallon in the metaverse, which is a nightmare, I know. Now, now, let's say you buy eight gallons of filtering virtual gas tank and thus have to pay $62 because of taxes. The AI's, role, the, AI, the AI's role is to ensure both conditions are satisfied and fall through upon. First, assuming you have to pay before the service is rendered, the AI will ask if the customer pay $62. To answer that is no, the AI will continue waiting for the customer to either pay or cancel. The answer is yes, then the AI moves on to the next question. Has the customer received eight gallons of gas? Now, the AI will begin the process of getting you eight gallons of gas or continue on with it if it's already been started. If yes, both sides of the smart contract are going to be fulfilled, and the customer can be on a merry way. Metaverse is a very interesting concept. It's a different world, a place where people can take on a new identity and interact with people they would have never met otherwise. To function properly, however, it has to have laws and rules and has to be kept running. This is all done by AI. In essence, you could say AI will be the god of the metaverse. Create human to digital avatars, gives the communication via translating and sending out what they say, Issues that fairness is uphold through smart contracts and records all that happens in ledgers and files. Hopefully, our AI God is a merciful one. Wow, that was really interesting. I myself am nearsighted, so it was really fascinating to hear how virtual reality could affect disabilities or even how people view things. 
So a question I had while listening to you is, what function in the metaverse do you think requires the most advanced artificial intelligence? Uh, well, it might be a bit obvious. The most complicated function, in my opinion, is linking the senses to the metaverse, like division, like seeing the metaverse around you and hearing what people are saying around you as well. Getting the visual part to run alone is a variable miracle. Making people feel like they're in a three-year world through just a visor and handheld remotes. It's like getting the most suspicious atheist to believe that in the presence of God with a mannequin and $20 budget for special effects. Genuinely, it's an astonishing invention. In addition, it's probably going to be even more difficult in the future to implement other sensory features like touch or smell if any developer attempts to do so in the future. Auditory functions might be a bit easier to simulate since you just have to record the audio, find out who's close enough in VR to hear it, and play it back to them. But everything else requires and will require monumental amounts of effort to simulate. Well, that does sound like a lot of effort to simulate noises and everything in virtual reality. Um, regarding artificial intelligence, around what percentage of the metaverse is run by it? Uh, there's probably several factors I'm not taking into account, but I have to say around at least 60% of it is run by AI, probably almost definitely more. Movements of the avatars are done by the AI, the metaverse's artwork and images will most be drawn, by the, drawn up by the AI, any business transactions and such are only possible because of the AI, making sure they're followed through upon and its ability to perform transactions through virtual bank accounts. The only non-AI parts I can think of are the environment, servers, and models of the avatar, with the models being developed by the people themselves. Essentially, while the metaverse's framework is constructed by the developers, the AI fills in the framework itself. So I noticed you discuss regarding artificial intelligence that people would be able to like pay money, real money, through artificial intelligence. So if a rudimentary AI performs a service and is paid for it, who exactly receives this money? Uh, do you mean something like in other games where you purchase something or pay for service and the money just seemingly disappears, like if you bought a gun in GTA V? If it's like that, then most likely... That won't be a thing since it's going to be a real life world. Since it's since theoretically, people, all the jobs and stuff like that will be taken up by real people themselves who will be getting paid paid people money like you would in real life. But if it would, other than that, if it was, if it if a rudimentary was performing a service and the person has to pay for it, it awfully can disappear. So most likely, it'll either go to anybody, the person who developed the AI, like. If it's something that's developed by a person and not just a uh, company themselves, or it'll probably just go back into the system, or maybe to any sort of like I guess formal uh, formal government made by the company themselves that exists in that server or place or anything like that. Wow, that's really interesting. And returning to the topic of disabilities, like eyesight and physical disabilities, you were talking about, which specific disabilities do you think can be mitigated or quelled through artificial intelligence? Uh, as I mentioned before, visual disabilities can probably be helped since what's usually wrong with the input, which can be edited by the AI. Similarly, similarly hearing disabilities can, similarly, can also be modified to fit the user through AI. To summarize, the majority of disabilities that have to do with a person's senses and how they perceive the world can probably be solved with AI in the future, since it can probably be solved with the VR in the AI in the future, 
Since the input to the senses can be modified so that they look or feel normal after they've been after they're affected by the disabilities. However, for things like missing or crippled limbs, that's most likely going to be a bit more difficult in the future, right? For now, especially with legs. While the feeling of amputated limbs can reduce toward the future in VR, once technology gets more advanced by using the already present nerve connections, uh, the same basis that phantom pain works on, limbs that have issues with issues with nerves themselves and around feeling will likely be much more difficult or impossible to solve. A mental reflections that cause hallucinations and such will probably be impossible to solve since the AI can only really edit out of stimulation and not anything that comes from the user's or uh, player's mind itself. Yeah, I totally agree. Artificial intelligence, as you said, will play a large role in all of these fields, medical um, and tech fields. Exactly. Um, and with technology, I know there's a lot of glitches, especially in virtual reality. So if the uh, AI for the metaverse handles the physics of the user and the user's physics or location gets out of control, like going out of bounds or getting stuck in a wall, how do you think artificial intelligence will solve the problem? Uh, the AI will probably take one out of several options that it's most likely been developed to have. First, maybe just leave the player there if it's truly glitched and suggest him or her just log in and out of the metaverse trying to choose a solution of just turning it off and on. While it'll probably work in most cases, it's probably not going to be implemented since that would imply incompetence on the company that developed that metaverse since it's inconvenient for the user. Another possible solution is for the user to just be automatically teleported to 000 or the default location for the where the user is in. Again, has the same issues as the last solution. Third option is probably the best. The glitched user is just teleported to the nearest open area that can accommodate user size. A bit more difficult to implement in other solutions, but not extremely hard and is very convenient for the user as well, since they most likely won't be uh, taken out of place or placed far from where they were before. Yeah, that's very that's a really efficient way of fixing glitches and everything. I know the Oculus in virtual reality came out a few years ago from 2017, 2018, I think. I want to ask your opinion about how is the diff how is like the AI for the metaverse any different from virtual reality worlds that have already come out like VR chat or Second Life? How does it differ? Is it the same? Mm, it, it will it will probably from those, from the more basic aspects, like movement and the creation of avatars and its environment itself, probably not going to be too different. But what will make the the Meta's metaverse different is, I guess, how far or how lifelike it really is. Like you can't really do business transactions in VR chat or uh, other metaverses like that, can you? There's not really because there's not really concepts of money. There's no way to make sure that uh, things are given and then you get something in return. Um, so yeah, the base, the most, I guess, basically the biggest difference is that uh, Meta's Metaverse is going to be, I guess, a lot more advanced and not just, it's going to be a lot more advanced and life like, and it's not just, it's going to be, well, other, I gotta say, other Metaverses right now are just chat rooms, places where you get together and just have fun and stuff like that, but Meta's Metaverse will be more like real life. It's not going to be just a place where you get together and talk. It's going to be a place where you actually do things, make money, stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's a really, really interesting point. And on the topic of financial and financial and AI, do you think they're, since the metaverse is so new and they're using cryptocurrency like NFTs, which is, and even other cryptocurrencies, which is on the decline, do you think that there is a risk of maybe data breaches through AI or maybe potential monetary fraud despite the smart contracts you mentioned? That's so like if somebody just like uh gave themselves like an absurd amount of money and and by just exploiting something and the AI doesn't catch it. Something like that. I feel like anyone could pretend to be someone else online. That is yeah, that is um I guess a very valid concern since it's digital and anything that's sort of digital can also if person's good enough hacker they can just they can, uh, try editing it or anything like that and I'd say I guess it depends on how I guess securely or or strong firewall or how bit how trained AI is to uh, just uh, I guess defend against any like uh, anybody who can do that and how well they are in tracking uh, I mentioned the decentralized ledgers before right so how they uh, record transactions Anybody who probably comes out with a large amount of money or something that's just very unrealistic amount of money that just seemingly comes out of nowhere and uh, transactions in digital letter can't, I guess, account for that, then they'll probably be, uh, I guess, either fined, arrested, yeah, anything like a, that. So I'm going to say concerns. That's a great point. Um, this was really, really informative and interesting about the metaverse and AI. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time to today's show. I hope you enjoyed our show today. Um, as always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org. That's www.bethestarur.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Get familiar with the metaverse. And as always, remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines If you would let yourself